Uprooted Podcast. This is your girl Hannah, aka Ruta. And um, this is about to be the episode where the queens clap back, you feel me? Because I got some heat from the last couple episodes. Uh, so today with me, I have my girl Rahel to the left. Hey, y'all. It's your girl Rahel Hailey. Um, I'm from Seattle, Washington. I'm 27, about to be 28, September 16. I'm a Virgo. Um, and you know, my mom is from Mecca, and my dad's from Austin. So let's go. <laughs> hey, All y'all. Right. I'm Adam Gide from Seattle as well. 206 in the house. Um, I'm 26. Um, my parents are from. My dad's from Housen. My mom's from Shida and Adigrat. And yeah, you can call me Zeb if I really fuck with you. <laughs> and last but not least uh, Rahela or it's Rahel too but uh, Rahel Talahun I am 23 years old from Denver Colorado but I was born back home um Taurus and uh, my dad is from Shere and my mom is from Holotaka Nets whoa say that three times faster <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I didn't even do that in my own intro. You know, your girl's 28. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. I'm gonna just rep McKella because that's all I know. And Adwa. Um, and then yeah, that's all I can say. Uh so basically, this is a response. This is gonna be the response episode we had to the Hobshot dating, which was the first two episodes of the podcast with the gentleman. Uh, there's been a lot of feedback, so it's time. It's time for us ladies to talk about our perspective, our side of this whole conversation. And so just to kind of catch people up, if you if they haven't seen the last couple episodes, what we were talking about is kind of the shift that's been happening in the Habershaw community, where when we were younger, and all of us are kind of in the same age range, so when we were younger, I don't know how y'all felt, but I definitely, like, was the only one that I knew was dating Habesha. Like, everybody else was not, they was not fucking with it. Like, they really were not, no one was trying to date their cousin, you know, quote, unquote. Um, and now with this new generation, it's, like, everywhere. It's, like, the fact that they just came out with the Gemini app, like, it kind of just blows my mind. You know, like, what? Y'all really fuck with each other. And it's dope to see, but it's just kind of interesting um, shift. And so I want to see, like, for you ladies, like, you know, especially because you guys grew up in different places, did you feel like you were interested in dating Habesha when you were younger? And, like, has that changed for you now? Um, I guess I'll start. Okay. I definitely was not thinking about Habesha, man, if we're going to be 1,000. I was not. Mm -hmm. I was always more the loud, ratchet one, you know, <laughs> the one that was too ratchet for the Habeshas and too black for the, uh, or too Habesha for the blacks. So mm -hmm. I was just like, I mean, I went to school in a, a very diverse collective of people so um I didn't think about Habesha people I just thought like whoever I, I never just said hey I'm only date black people either it, mm -hmm. I just never thought Habesha because like you said we I, everyone I knew was either like related to you or you just didn't see them in that way um yeah. it had nothing to do with just being your own kind it's just like I didn't think about dating them then so I wasn't really thinking about them now, uh, then, but now it's a different story. Where my Habershot man at? Where's your Hagos? <laughs> Hagos. I've been looking for him. Yeah. Where are you Hagos. at, Hagos? I like my girl. I really hope his name ain't Hagos. But, you know, each is on. I'll, you know, take it for whatever you bring to me, cousin. 
Yeah, especially considering how big your family is. As a yeah, I just be a little too. And ain't nothing wrong with the yeah. <laughs> You know what I was trying to say. I might not manifest hagos, but it's okay if I get one. Right. <laughs> the, the traits of a hagos, right? Yes. Hardworking man. Yes. I, I mean, I guess the same is for me too. I've never not been like attract attracted to Havisham men. It was not that I never wanted to date them. I never said I would never date a Havisham. I'm only gonna date a black person. Mm-hmm. It was just that's what approached me. I was I've never been approached up until you know now that I'm older, whatever. I've never been approached by a Havisham man. I was never pursued by a Havisham man. So in my head, being young and in my you know late teens, early 20s, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to where I'm wanted. And of course, that played a role too in, in who I surrounded myself with and the people that I hung out with. Of course, if I'm going to hang out around like a group of black people, then obviously that's what's going to pursue me. Other Havishas are probably like, she don't fuck with Havishas, all she hang around is Ellie. So why would I even pursue that? So I think that definitely took um, a toll in how I felt about dating Havishas or why I didn't date Havishas when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, now as cousin Joe said, I'm trying to find my hagos. Hopefully, his name ain't hagos. Hopefully, some more modern. But uh, <laughs> and obviously, we're gonna. Get <laughs> Did you just say Burhano? Yeah. <laughs> you like that one better than hagos? <laughs> I just have an uncle named Burhano, and I just like saying <laughs> the name. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I feel you. I feel you, cousin girl. I said cousin girl. I meant to say cousin Joe, but it's okay. Y'all know what I meant. <laughs> Okay, girl. And then for, for you, Rahela. I think, yeah, for me, like in the beginning, especially like um like late middle school, early high school, I wasn't really thinking about how it was like that. I knew eventually like that's who I wanna, you know, like have marriage with and all of that. Mm-hmm. But again, like just what I seen, you know, at school was mostly like white guys or black guys. There's not really a lot of Habashas. And then even like the Habasha boys, it was like they weren't really like at least the ones I met, like they weren't really in tune with their culture. And like, you know, they're always trying to be like more of like black culture here. And for me, I know I've always wanted somebody that has like both, you know, that perfect duo of like mm-hmm. still values and, you know, is in tune with their culture. Uh, as well as here as well, because I mean, like, you know, we grew up here, or if you weren't, then like, you get accustomed to this culture and being uh, an American, like, person um, out here. So, and then college, yeah, that's, that's when I like started dating, um, kind of, but, and then like, where I had my first boyfriend, and boyfriend at that. (laughs) Oh, juicy, juicy. Um, I want to touch on two things, because that like we kind of pivoted like that like we didn't and then now we do and we're talking about like we want to marry them and whatever so let's talk about like what is the theory behind that like why do you feel like you personally like kind of switched up or um like I know for you Rahela you said that's so weird for me to even say that <laughs> Rahela, but for you it was like you knew you wanted to end up with one which I don't think mm-hmm. was like for the uh, for the rest of us I don't think we really said that like I felt like it was just kind of a shift so if we could like touch on like if if you can speak to that and then we'll shift over to Azib and Rahel and see like for you all where that shift happened to um yeah so for me like well you guys know like I I love our culture I value it so much um just from like our food weddings language like every single thing like you know I've always and I was born back home 
Mm-hmm. And although like, you know, I didn't really get the opportunity to grow up there and all that, I've still just tried to, you know, learn more as I can, you know, just asking my parents about the culture and stuff. And like, I love our people. I love our country. Mm-hmm. And I've just known that like, that's like, that's what I want to have, like with kids and um, being able to even not only teach my kids English, but the other like two languages that I know as well. And even like when I go back home, especially the first time I went back home after like 12 years, mm. everybody was surprised. Like, oh, you still know? Because I left when I was like three and a half. They didn't expect me to still know the language or like communicate with them, you know? Yeah. But going back home and seeing how much that has like helped me, you know, getting to know my family there and being able to communicate. That's just something I want to like continue to happen like through um through my life and through my kids um especially coming here and being disconnected like from back home so when I was in my last relationship and you know dating a Havisha it was really nice like uh for example you know just like having Boone with his family and like you know talking with his parents in Tigrinya and like just all the stuff that you know we can relate to and share with one another um and like being able to share that and have it, I feel like it makes it more special, like for me and in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it's really just um, holistically that for me and just being able to connect with my people. Yeah, absolutely. I felt that like, I think I said it the way I had explained it. And it was funny too, because in the video, when I was like, my girls asked me, I was like, obviously talking about and Asif, but it's just like this idea that it feels like home. Like it just feels comfortable and natural. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know which one of you wanted to answer first. Um, the question is. Like when, where, when did that shift kind of happen for you where you like actually started thinking about dating Habesha people? So I don't think I just exit it out. Mm-hmm. like permanently I just think that like Rahel uh Haile said she said like they never approached you like I was never approached it was always like my older sister or whoever I was it was I was never approached because it was like I don't know if it was my face that never showed like oh I'm attracted to my own kind or whatever it was but um I started dating obviously into college and what was around me was African-American men or who were attracted to me were African-American men. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, in college, I didn't really, I didn't have any Habesha men out there, but when I would come home and come to the events, because I just like um, Rahel, I um, go to a lot of functions. I love being from Tigray. I love the, just the culture of everything. Cause that's just been instilled in me since I was a child. Like if anyone knows my family, we're just really, big into our culture and my grandpa instilled into all of us so I don't I I think I knew as well that I was going to be with the Habesha and the end goal but it's just like what is presented to me is what I was taken and if I was approached by a Habesha I don't think I would exile it but I don't think that I was looking that way either so it was kind of just a mixture of both like I was approached but yeah I was just like mm, I don't see myself being with the Habesha because to me and I would think about the fobs in a sense the ones that didn't speak English, the ones that um, they were like, the ones that are like, oh, you stay home and do this. That's not me. If anyone like knows me, I'm very like strong-minded and I'm very vocal with my words that mm-hmm. I didn't, I thought that when I thought of Habesha, I know it sounds really weird, but I think that when I think you're going to be with a Habesha guy, you think of like a Hagos or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's not going to work out, you know, but you don't really think about people that are just like us but guys that are not related to us you don't think that there's americanized habishas at least i didn't it might sound weird but 
um, yeah, I didn't think about it then, but I also think like after my, I had a really, my last serious relationship, um, I think my mom, you know, saying like, she thought I was the one that was going to end up with Habesha and just this, this, that, and the other, because I'm so pro my culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it like woke me up in a sense. It, it's not that I'm doing it to satisfy my mom, but it, and it, it's also easier, but it's just like, okay. So then I started opening up my eyes and like, okay, like our people is, uh, we got some fine people, you know? I feel like I've been saying this in high school, like everyone's always like downplaying them. I'm like, no, there are some beautiful high I, I just think mm-hmm. that I, I've never spoke bad about them. I just like, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, I'm just like, okay, like there's people like, just like us that we just need to open our eyes to. So like, like I said, I don't think I, I exed it. I just kind of pushed it to the back because what was in front of me is what I went after or who, who pursued me. Rob, did you want to add to that? Um, yeah, I think this was for me. It was nothing that happened overnight. Um, I think when I was, like I said, in my late teens, um, early twenties, I just kind of was starting to accept the idea that I may not marry a Havisha because it was nothing that I knew. Like I've never dated a Havisha. So I was like, it's just probably not going to happen. Um, I think there were definitely points in my life leading up to where I am now in terms of how I feel about dating a Havisha or ending up with a Havisha um, that led me to that. It, I mean, I just got tired of explaining having to explain and kind of defend my culture like Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to justify or explain to you why we do what we do and telling you like why do y'all have so much culture like or so many holidays y'all y'all celebrate everything or y'all be doing the most and it's like to them what they saw as doing the most was something that we know like it's no question in in our mind and then I think one thing also that stuck to me is um my mom went to a husband um in vegas a couple years ago and mm-hmm. she was saying that one of the ladies house that she was staying at it was like the lady's mom that passed and mm-hmm. she was telling me how so how supportive her husband was of her in that moment for the ladies whose house that they were staying at like and you know they're a young Havisha couple but he was like driving around picking up people from the airport taking them he didn't he gave up his own bed with his wife for her family to sleep in there he was cleaning up the house in the morning they had you know it's a hazen so there's a lot of people in there he's going to the store constantly he's not complaining and then I started to think like am I gonna have to sit up here and have a argument with my non-Havisha man about what is already expected of him like I'm not about to sit up here and explain to you why you know there's a lot of people at the house during you know whether it's a hazen a celebration or you know in our culture too if it's your graduation or your wedding it's like oh we're gonna pay for the adarash we're gonna pay for the begging we're gonna do the decoration why we gotta do that that's they don't like it was great and I think Americans are hella selfish and we're and as a culture and as a, mm-hmm. you know, as a people, yeah. we're not. And I just was like, I really have to start thinking about what I want my life to look like and what I want my life to be. And I just don't think the type of husband that I deserve as in, in terms of the type of wife that I want to be is yeah. somebody that's not hot show. Yeah. That's facts. Facts. <laughs> that's facts. You know? You know, we've had these conversations way too many times. We have. <laughs> we have. We've had this conversation a lot. And I think there's so there's so much good in, in what you all just said that um I want to make sure that we go we go back around and touch on. Like first off, uh y'all already know my experience dating a non Habsha and the Hazen thing, because that just I went left like real quick because 
Um, like, first of all, 40 days of housing is a long time. And like this man who didn't, you know, in his defense, really didn't understand was just like, so I can't see you for 40 days. I'm like, first of all, um, I'm grieving. So I don't want to see you period. Unless you come in to comfort me. You know what I mean? I don't want to see you anyways, but it's just one of those things that for sure, like as I've gotten older, I, I definitely agree. And then y'all also hit on a good point too, that um, we talked about with the guys that we talked about. So two parts of it, right? One, how about some men? Um, I feel like the way they approach us is different, right? So like sometimes they're on some real friendly vibes. So we automatically put them in like a friend, like cousin fam kind of category. Um, and I, like I had said, that I feel like it's because the way that we're raised in our culture to be super respectful, that like this idea of how you even approach a woman could be confusing, you know, like our Habsha woman, you're like, oh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect her. You know what I mean? So like, they're a little bit more cautious about the, the way that they approach us. And the boys felt like that that wasn't the case, that they feel like Habesha guys approach us the same way they approach everyone else. And I personally have not experienced that. So like for you all, do you feel like that's the case? Because some of you said like you weren't even approached by Habesha men, you know, like it wasn't. I wasn't even- up until recently. And I've been, let me tell you about my first ever experience <laughs> approached by Habesha men. And I was Uh-oh. talking to my cousin about it. And I'm like, girl, like, you know, cause she was trying to do a little setup date, a little whatever, whatever. We had never met each other. And I'm like, I'm nervous. Like, I don't know. How is this going to be? Is he going to be a hell of, like, is he going to be a five? Are we going to do it? Like, <laughs> like, like, what is it going to be? Like, is he going to be a <laughs> I was nervous. I was really nervous. And I think I was so nervous because I was like, yo, this is, I really want this to go somewhere, whether it's with him or with somebody else. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like with other people, I'm like, yeah, chances are this probably is not gonna work. So I really don't give a fuck how this works out. So I'm gonna just go in with whatever. But my first experience being approached and just even conversating on that level with the Havasha was, y'all, I thought he was gonna be my soulmate. <laughs> no, no bullshit. And I'm like, wait, what? And I'm just like, yo, like you're dope as fuck. Like the conversation, everything that happened was so natural. Yeah. And, you know, especially in the Habesha culture. And, you know, Ruta, you were there. I was like, That's is, he I'm laughing. Be, is he going <laughs> to, like, spill up on me? You know, because I, you know, I like a little fashion here and there. You know, a little fashion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. And I'm like, no, like, you are somebody. You do not have a shot. And, you know, <laughs> if all, where have I been, nigga? That's what, my, I've wasted years of my life on some not even that just like we all got a couple of those like you know little you feel me's that we're just like mm, i could have skipped that one <laughs> like <laughs> but you gotta learn and uh, yes i'm laughing i think as of over here <laughs> kind of like cheesing too because we know the story but it is like it's 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 different it's different and i've i've done a- yeah but I know that it's going to be amazing. Like, I know, like, I have so much hope for it and just so much desire for it that I know that that I've been told that I have too high of standards from another female that um, I'm okay with that now. Like, before, I'm like, oh, no, I don't. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I've just been through too much shit to know what I do and don't want. Mm-hmm. Right? That if it's something that I don't want, I'm not going to entertain it. But I know when it's, 
when it's presented in front of me, it's going to be like, oh, he is it. And I know he's mm-hmm. going to have a shot, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to settle for nothing else than that, but I know that that's what I'm, I'm, my vibes are giving out. So I know that it will come my way. I'm not going to attend anything else. So they're manifest it, sis. Okay, you yeah. know, I've been doing that for uh, way too long, but it's okay. <laughs> and um, God's timing. That's, you know, that's real. That's yeah. really and real. I think for me, like, oh, my bad. Go ahead, Rahel. um like no going off of that honestly like even for me like when I got into my relationship like because my first like two years in college it was just you know you know how college is a lot of partying a lot of people like you know nobody's really like trying to be in relationships just uh, party but like you know and I wasn't really with that so I was just like eh, like it I don't really see the point of dating, you know, like, because everybody's just on some goofy shit, like, so I know, like, whenever, like, you know, a guy approaches me or comes into my life, then it'll be for a reason and, and like, you know, on purpose to that. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that happened. I met, like, my Habesha dude, and, like, we hit it off, and it was it was so <laughs> nice about <laughs> him being Habesha, is like, my parents were, like, not super strict, but they were, like, strict, I would say, like, you know, uh, growing up. Like, we didn't really get to, like, go out and stuff, you know, so I didn't really get the freedom till like, like, I got to college. But thank God I got the strictness because these people will be wilding out here once they get that freedom, you know, right. so I was just, oh, no, not, like, you know, don't get me wrong, like, we had our fun, you know what I mean? But, like, I definitely always had like in my head like what my parents instilled in me you feel me and then you know I was so scared because I told him like you know yeah you know I gotta can't be going around and going out like to see you and stuff because you know my parents especially like my dad but um so like it was nice having them under like having him understand like okay she comes from a Havisha household it's not like she just be out and about with me like you know until that respect and that knowledge is shared uh which you know eventually got to that and like and then even then like my mom was so happy <laughs> so I was dating Havisha you know his uh were as well because you know it just like I, it like you know I, and I feel like as we get older too like we're probably going to be happy seeing our kids dating like Habashas and you know just not because I, I I mean like you know not to get me wrong like you, you can find love with whoever yeah but like when it comes to you know it, like your culture and like seeing people like you know your people at least like we can't neglect our people first um but for me, it was just nice. Like, we, we would eat in Jada together. Like, make Shahi. Like, he would make it for me or I'll make it for him. Like, you know, just stuff like that. It was just, so it was just nice, like, sharing. Like, okay, you were raised right. Like, <laughs> that's what I was saying, too. I was like, it's cute. Like, when you get, like, a, you know, when they can actually respond. Like, they understand what you're saying when you, you can speak a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, like, culturally, the goofy-ass shit that we do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they get it. Like, it's it's endearing. And just a side note, Hubshot babies are just so cute. <laughs> Y'all, you we know, some cute babies, babies are so do. cute. But let me not get too far deep. Oh, you're at, yeah. We're going to sit on that because it's facts. Because I, mm-mm, never mind. Since we're on the topic of kids. So I don't know if I'm going left, but we're going to talk. Um, I actually was just talking to my uncle today. And in my family, I have, you know, I have uh, 
a big family, but a big family. Half, yeah. half, <laughs> uh, black, half, half Habesha, half white um, and black, and half Habesha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, not even just my family who's talking about people in Seattle or just wherever. Um, we have been recently talking about going back home, and you know, I haven't been, which is crazy because I'm pro, you know, everything. Um, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we were talking about going back home, and my uncle had told me that one of his friends took back her kids with her this time and they're half black mm-hmm. and, and they took her back and that back home they weren't too too nice happy. and happy about it like they kind of mm. like, mm, you know what i mean so you see that a lot and mm-hmm. the reason why i brought this up is because he brings a really important part like how he said that if you say the say the kid's father is um black and the mom is Habesha. Mm-hmm. And, and you, like, they grow up or whatever. And that somebody asks them, like, hey, what is your ethnicity? They're going to be like, I'm black. My mom is Ethiopian or Eritrean or wherever from, you know? They're going to be like, I'm from there. And mm-hmm. he brought that up, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because you do hear that a lot. Like, you don't hear, I am. You're like, that my mom is. And it's kind of like you're- My dad is, yeah. And you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, my mom is, so I'm not. So he was like saying that he's like, you don't want your kids to have like have that. Like there's nothing wrong with mixed children, but it's just like if you want it like how big I am on culture and my and like us dressing up and going to these parties and having the uh uh and all this stuff, like I want my child to be like, That's me too, you know, and not just like that's my mom, you know? So yeah. that is a part of what I want to be with a Habershop person too, so my kids can like I am that too and not just my mom, like as if we're separate. Right. Like, we are judgmental. Like, we judge and we talk a lot of cat shit. That's a whole other episode. You don't want your kids to feel uncomfortable the same way you don't want your non kids to feel uncomfortable when he comes around for all the gatherings. And, like, mm-hmm. they, you know, there are probably a few set, like, you know, the cousins, the they're probably cool with it. They conversate, you know, yeah. talk to them, whatever. But then there's, like, the older ones that are just, like, that stare. Is, and then your man's just like, all right, babe, let's roll. And I'm like, Nigga, we just got here. We can't leave. Like we you gotta stay another four hours. Yeah, there's rules to this. You can't. There's no drive-bys. You feel me? Like, <laughs> right. And then you're like, damn. Like I see how you feel. The same way you, you know, if you went to his. I mean, you know, how much women work. They love us everywhere we go. But that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. I definitely agree with that. Cause, and when you really like look at it, cause I really feel bad for like you know just African Americans here that don't really know their roots like you know their african roots truly because i always think to myself like if i lived here and i did not have no culture no like nothing to be proud of to you know make me feel like at home inside my soul like that shit sucks you know no wonder why like it is how it is here in america you know I feel like they're so disconnected and you know anytime they're like oh my god your hair this your culture like you know they get so excited so fascinated and I get so happy to share it with them because I'm like yeah look like this is because you know that's not what they see in mainstream media is all war famine like all this bullshit they never show the true beauty of not just Ethiopia but all of the African countries and what we have to offer there and I'll be like yeah we got we got already languages we got this we got people all shades like all you know they don't know that and you know as I dive in deeper and learn more about my culture and my country in general and just everything about like black people it gives you such a sense of pride a sense of um belonging but like I feel like to a 
figure perfect like you know just black is beautiful but we can't even really put into words you know how amazing it really is to be able to connect and as if I really can't wait for you go to like for you to go back home because there's no yeah. exp- like literally I cry every time I leave because there's no experience yeah, this conversation yeah. for real. like you know even like party. those little things about going back home and like you know you don't have all the, the comfort and things that we take for granted here like having a bathroom have, like running water <laughs> light and stuff but being back home humbles you like no other but in such a good way like you learn so many things about yourself and so many things that like um help you understand who you are and where you come from and like nobody can take that away from us you know no matter even he being here seeing all the racism seeing all you know like we have um a different kind of connection i would say and i would really love to like you know um share that with my kids and for them to have that as well yeah Yo. sorry i kind of <laughs> oh no, you're good like oh like it's, it's happening next year 2021 period that's all you I have, have to yeah they're trying period. to plan to go too. but um so you guys hit like y'all y'all hit on two things for uh first and foremost i think something new that i just thought of when you guys were talking was i feel like the women really hold the brunt of the pressure to like carry on traditions like Absolutely. like mm-hmm. i I didn't really think about that um, when I was talking to the boys, like, but I really do, like, we really do most of the work, like, when it comes to all the cooking, like, organizing all the parties, you know what I mean, like, the, don't get me wrong, my dad be in there cutting up that, uh, the, I mean, all that, and he be in there, too, he be helping my mom out, too, no, so this was something that Nebu said, it was, like, this idea that the men get to, the option to help, like, the women are expected to do it, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, yeah, like that really just kind of blew my mind. Cause I was really just thinking about that. Like we really do hold a lot of the culture in terms of even just church holidays. Um, mm-hmm. We dress up way more. Like what? The coordinated sure outfits? You crazy? It's like, fun though. <laughs> I, I love that shit. I can't wait for it. No, I do too. I just think like for the men, like... <laughs> low-key they just have to show up sometimes like no that's real honestly because my mom like she used to always be like so for me like she never wanted me in the kitchen like that or whatever now you know I'm like taking notes like watching her and stuff because yeah. well our should just be taking forever man like <laughs> oh lord like that's just a process labor. but you know like she was like when I was young I had to make a pee and a jet out before I went to school and I'm like I barely wake up from my classes like (laughs) you over here have to make you know everything you know and just things like that knowing how she grew up she didn't want that for me you know because some like parents here like low-key kind of be on their like especially the girls be on their girls like oh you need to be doing this you need to be making Mm -hmm. my like my parents were never like that my dad didn't want me to see it now they they do obviously just like so I can learn and when I'm on my own like I'll be straight but you know, seeing that and, like, seeing my cousins back home, just, like, they started cooking when they were so young and all that, Um, but then also just, like, 
the little things like which I don't mind helping because it's like love you know my mom always says you know I don't mind like waking up early to cook up a storm for you guys and clean the house whatever you know because that's love like I want to make you guys happy I want I want you guys to feel comfortable and relaxed at home um or even just like you know having boone with like um uh my like in my last relationship with his family you know I would like get up and help like pass the boone like it was just second nature you feel me and things like that like we enjoy like no I'll cut up some hambashar (laughs) you know just those little things like like also connect with and stuff but there is such a high expectation on girls like it's ridiculous it is and that's something that so like I have brought up is that um that because the gender roles are so like they're just so old you know what I mean like they're so like it's the patriarchy you know and you know, Nevi, you made a good point that it's everywhere, but I just feel like our culture is so traditional, you know, like that our parents still raise us like, or whatever, you know, like you kind of like they instill it in us too. And some of it is good because like we can obviously take care of ourselves, you know, but I feel like the boys didn't get that as much. So sometimes I feel like they're a little bit babied or spoiled or whatever. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I said a lot and it was really defensive about it, but you know, a lot. And um I I mentioned this idea of like almost feeling for me specifically, um, feeling like a, uh like resentful towards them. Like mm-hmm. I have to do all this shit and I just be looking at y'all just y'all just lazy as shit. You know what I mean? And like sometimes that that'll show up in your relationships because if you feel that way like about your brothers and then you know a habsha man is approaching you and like you relate those two things i was like sometimes i have to remind myself like you can't assume that like all of them are going to be the same way you know yeah and i think it's important to have those conversations early on um especially with like you said that's just how we were raised and i mean we can all speak for that like we all have one brother um, I think so. It's like <laughs> all the boys in our family are hella baby. And, and you know, we tell, we've had these conversations with mm-hmm. you know, our moms and our aunties like, y'all baby them so much that now they are going to expect their wives to treat them like how y'all treat them, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, when, you, when we start dating, I think it's important to say, like, yo, how do you feel about gender roles? Do you think that you know, the man should only be should be the one going out and getting the money and the woman's supposed to stay at home or what are your expectations of a wife or here these are my expectations of a husband you know what i mean i think they've changed a little bit i think especially for me at least in my family and my dynamic um Mm -hmm. my dad you know whenever he can or you know he's definitely out there to like help my mom in whatever way possible Mm -hmm. so it's nice to see that you know especially like they say like usually for females the first man we ever fall in love with is our father so I'm grateful that I have that uh, example of a man in my dad you know that he cooks and he cleans and he he's never like been like oh you're the woman so it's only up to you or even he tells my brother like you know these are your sisters how you treat your sisters and what you do and take care of your sisters is going to reflect on how you take care of your wife so but yeah the moms um in our culture need to get it together when it comes to boys girl i just had that argument today i was like Mm. "Ooh, they love to be like my son okay we get it chill like (laughs) we what they i know (laughs) like okay what about zaguale like (laughs) i'm confused 
that should be oh anyways I get so you can see like I get so irritated and it's like I really try hard not to bring that in but I've also dated multiple hobby shots so like I've definitely had the conversation like so what what are you expecting and that's something I brought up like this whole idea of them oh I want somebody like my mom like <laughs> like like it's a- because, because I've, I've said plenty of times like I want somebody like my dad I agree and and, and that doesn't mean him being Habsha it's just that how hard working how they mm-hmm. they're not just the money they're checking up on you they're here for you yeah. Yeah. like my dad is yeah, like she said, it's your first yeah, love. Yeah. It's who you look to. It's like I want my dad or my husband to have his qualities like my dad, but not be the exact person. You know what I mean? Because he'll have his flaws too. And I think that's a misconception with that as well, is because people think that you want you want me to be your dad or a boy saying, I want you to be my mom. No, I want you to have these qualities that I love from my mom, but you don't have to be the exact same person. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think that gets so screwed up sometimes because there's nothing wrong with you saying that, but just know that I'm not going to be your mom. I'm going yeah. to have qualities like her or be respectful or whatever, you know, but just like, just don't expect it to be the same thing. But I, I also agree with that because I've said I have someone, I'm fortunate to have a great dad to, to say like, I want someone like my dad as well. Yeah. You know? So Same, I, I agree. say nothing wrong with that quote, but just there's going to be some tweaks and alterations to that. A lot. <laughs> I know for me is like a lot. I would say though, like sometimes too, I have to remember that like my parents are a little bit unorthodox when it comes to like thinking of like traditional house parents, you know what I mean? Like I was allowed to go out and kick it with my friends and like uh, not so much sleepovers, but like, you know, I got to, I got to do a couple growing up and like stuff like that. And my dad's also like super open-minded in terms of like you date marry whoever you want like this nigga wants to get matching tattoos like we're you know like a little bit different so like that part I'm like yes absolutely um and he he does you know like I I do have to give him a lot of credit and my mom a lot of credit for just trusting me so by the time I got to college I didn't need to wild out because I like got to experience my whole childhood you know I think you you do have to have the conversation. I feel like part of it too is us getting older and knowing what we want. Like, mm-hmm. as I was saying, like, you know what you've been through and you know what you want. You know what I mean? And um, something that I kind of noticed, at least with Habsha men, like, they just put us on a pedestal, you know, where they see, like, I, what I tried to explain to the to the boys is like, you see us like your mom and your sisters, you know that we deserve, like, you know what I mean? Like, a certain level of respect like you can't just you know talk to us crazy or whatever and something that we kind of talked about is or not even with them um but just this idea that like men feel like they have to have their shit all together before they approach you you know like Habishan men want to like they want to be in a certain place actually I'm not even gonna say Habishan men because I've experienced this with um non-Habishan men too is like oh like when they actually respect you as a woman, you know what I mean? And they're not just trying to waste your time. Like they're like, Oh, I'm just not in the financial place that I want to be in, or my, I'm not in the career place that I want to be in. Like they're trying to come to you ready because they know that like, I don't know. Not they know what you deserve. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they have, uh, they put this, this expectation on themselves and I'm sure like our culture also puts that expectation on themselves that they should provide and they should, you know, um, be stable and stuff that, also makes men a little bit hesitant to approach us you know does anyone disagree that we're on a pedestal yeah um no I think there's a lot of that's expected from us I mean 
I think back then it was just like, oh, you're expected to cook and clean and take care of the house and whatever, whatever. And now it's like, you got to do all that. Plus you have to have an education and you have to make your own money and you have to be, you know, yeah, you were raised in this American uh, society, but mm-hmm. you also have to make sure that you don't get lost and forget your traditions. Um, so I think a lot of us have probably struggled trying to maintain that balance uh, and keeping ourselves happy and our families happy um, and making sure we don't disappoint them um, and trying to find a happy medium. I mean, being a, being a bad bitch is hard. You know what I'm saying? And- it sure is. <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs> no, but it's hard. It's something, but there are some things that, you know, I... I'm like, yeah, nigga, like, I, you would not be, not, not that you wouldn't be shit without me, but understand that you might wear the pants, but I control the zipper. You feel what I'm saying? What I say, what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Yep. No. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>